What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane J. And thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Um, we hope that you have had a good week, a good weekend. Have you had a good week so far, Roshane? Uh, yeah, not bad, not bad. I, I know it sounds questionable with how high my voice just got. Just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was just good. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Uh, no, that's pretty good. Uh, just been super busy. Thanksgiving just happened, so that was cool. Felt a little weird this year. I mean, clearly because of COVID, but not a bad week as we kind of like sift into the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely worried about my wallet because I've already been online shopping way too much this year. Right. And I I know for a fact these upcoming holidays are not going to help. No, they're not playing around. I think that everybody should be understanding if they receive an empty box from me this year full of my hopes and my dreams for them (laughs) wrapped in a beautiful bow and they're just gonna have to understand that that's just that's gonna be the gift that's (laughs) just gonna be it this year but i think they'll be okay with that i mean i don't know (laughs) maybe i'm talking for yeah hopefully Hopefully. Uh, maybe i'm talking for for them but i have a feeling they'll be okay with that (laughs) what about you how's your how's your week slash weekend it's good um the weather here in Colorado has been something, something else. Uh, like a good something else or a bad something else? Just typical, just typical Colorado and it's bullshit and it's unsure, you know, <laughs> unsure what it wants to do. So it snowed overnight and then the next day the sun came out and melted almost all the snow away. But it was still cold. The only thing that's about that too is it's like when it's really cold outside wearing the mask and then wearing my glasses as soon as i walk into a warm place (laughs) my glasses fog up i don't know if you have this issue as well everywhere and that's like the worst part of the that's my first world problem when it comes to these masks as as a a glasses person i'm sure all the glasses wearers that we have as listeners feel this too of that that fog problem man like somebody's got to fix that we got to find a solution to that yeah we need to get somebody on that stat because i don't know what else to do and it lasts it like persists every breath i take every move i make my glasses are like oh i'm sorry did you need to see what's what's up oh you needed you needed to see through these uh I don't know. There's a lot of moisture coming out of your your nose right now. I'm <laughs> like, that's yeah, fair. The, that's fair. The worst thing, too, is like, I don't even mind being blind for about like five minutes. Like, that's not what bothers me. <laughs> I think what bothers me is like, I'm just so self-conscious because I, I feel like everyone can see how fogged up my glasses are. So I just feel like I look ridiculous. Yeah. And it's not just because I'm bumping into aisles at the grocery store. It's because like my glasses look like i just pulled them out of the freezer and yeah. they're just completely covered in ice <laughs> yeah yeah for some reason every time that happens i feel like people will like look at me and they're like damn she got some hot breath in <laughs> <laughs> those glasses are real steamy I'm like no <laughs> no <laughs> it's all a misunderstanding but i don't know if people can even really see them so maybe this is like 
unnecessary stress that we're putting on ourselves. <laughs> right. But you know, the important thing is despite this terrible, terrible thing that we have to deal with, we're still wearing our masks, homies. Hey. Wear your masks. Put them hey. on. Even if they yeah. fog up your glasses, wear that mask. <laughs> Speaking of masks, LOL. This actually has nothing to do with masks, but um, I'm going to use that as a segue. So speaking of masks, <laughs> um, we watched this week, we watched the film Blood Vessel on Shudder. And I was really excited. Well, this is a, a recommendation, first mm -hmm. of all. So thank you for that. Um, but I was really excited about this movie when I found out what it was about because this is our first vampire film that I, we are going to be talking that we have talked about, which is kind of crazy. I know. And I, I didn't was thinking realize about that. that. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't realize that until I started watching this. We had, and I mean, now that I think about it, we haven't really had gotten into like monsters like vampires zombies werewolves werewolves even yeah we witches. haven't we haven't got, really touched on we got a little checklist much. that we might have to start uh working on here we gotta we gotta hit some of these these creature features i know we're kind of slacking but i'm so i was really excited that we were going to be getting into it with this movie this is a movie that neither one of us had seen or heard of before which is cool it's always nice to get a brand new boy. Um, mm -hmm. But as a result of this being our first vampire one, I wanted to ask you, like, what are your thoughts on vampires? What are like, what are some of your favorite rendition of vampires? Because there's a lot of different ways that they get interpreted. And yeah. there have been a lot of different renditions of them over the years. I'm interested in hearing like what you think of those about the vamps about yeah, the vamps honestly so for me i feel like vampires in my brain have settled as sexy zombies for like oh, lack no. of a better explanation because <laughs> it's like it's kind of like the same like they're undead um they still try and eat you in their own way um but they usually do it very sexy like seductive the very very seductive mm -hmm. um as far as like my favorite vampire movies so my start with vampires was definitely blade blade was the first thing mm -hmm. that like really got me into vampires i don't know if it was my first vampire movie ever i'll be honest i'll be real like i'm not sure that was the first vampire movie i, I ever saw but it's definitely the first vampire movie that stuck because I, mm -hmm. I i love blade the the original <laughs> blade i love that movie i could watch that movie any day of the week mm-hmm as far as favorites, I would say um, for serious vampire movies, I think recently, well, not really recently, but Let the Right One In, the like 2008 one, mm. not the not the remake, but like the OG, like I think it's Swedish, like that version. Yeah. Um, that That's definitely one of my favorite serious uh, vampire movies, just because I think it's like really well done and it's like very artistic and beautiful and all that stuff. And then comedically, what we do in the shadows, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. That's like in my top 10 movies of all time, I think. Like, yeah. it's it's so good. It's so funny. And like, it just makes, it makes you love vampires. Like, if you haven't seen what we do in the shadows, 
I cannot recommend that movie enough. It is so good. Yeah, I agree. Um, if you guys are in the mood for like a great horror comedy, what we do in the shadow, like you can't lose with what we do in the shadows. We can't. You can't. I. That's one of the few horror movies that I saw multiple times in theaters. Like I, I think I saw <laughs> what we do in the shadows like at least three times in theaters. Like it was that good. Was yeah. Like, <laughs> um, same question though same question how tell me about your your vampire history okay so vampires to me like the first the way that i always envision vampires is still very much in like the because i grew up watching buffy the vampire slayer and so mm -hmm. that is like my version of a vampire just because that's what i'm so used to it's mm -hmm. like the vampire that you know can't go out in sunlight. You have to stake it through the heart. And it has a very, like, <laughs> you know, bumpy, wrinkly face. Like, that's mm -hmm. the vampire that I always envision first thing I hear vampires. Obviously, you know, I also watched a lot of movies with, like, the seductive, like, suave, debonair vampire. Like, Interview mm -hmm. with the Vampire. Um yeah. That, that was, movie was like, sexy. <laughs> that movie is sexy. Like dark chocolate and wine, like <laughs> aphrodisiac sexy. And it was a lot for me to comprehend <laughs> mm -hmm. when I was, especially going off of Buffy. I was like, wait, what? Am I attracted? Do I want to have sex with vampires or do I want to <laughs> kill them? I don't know anymore. <laughs> um, so I've, you know, I definitely enjoy mo I, you know i enjoy every version of vampires usually i like seeing different kinds because mm -hmm. i think it is one of those characters that you can kind of do a lot with and then still kind of keep the lore but it can look different um or act different and i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i wasn't a twilight stan like i didn't run to those books and read them like they were the gospel. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you guys. I did. I was all about Twilight. I was all, was all about Edward. I'm learning so much about you in this moment. Look, look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When those books came out, I was going through my young adult like novel phase. Mm -hmm. I was all about the teen romance. And you're telling me that I could have an interview with a vampire-esque vampire who is obsessed with me and wants to protect me at all costs excuse me what i wasn't gonna what you're telling me i'm not gonna read the book when i know that that's <laughs> like the background for it you tell me i'm not gonna spend all my allowance on that are you joking so yeah i was really into that for a while not that i ever took those vampires seriously i just thought it uh -huh. was like a fun <laughs> like, story I'll, I'll throw it in there that when it comes to the twilight um debacle um i'm very i'm very neutral my my older sister is a huge twilight fan like she was a twilight head from book one all the way to the last movie like she was yeah. in love with the series i never like i don't think i've sat through any of them in their entirety or That's read fine. any of the books you don't um, need to, to be quite honest with you. if i'm being quite honest with you you don't need to at all but like i <laughs> I was definitely in the group of people that like heard about sparkling uh, vampire Edward and like kind of just followed the hate train of it. Like I didn't really try and educate myself. I just noticed that so many people were bashing it. 
So I was like, maybe it's not that good. And well, I, yeah. I wasn't like intoxicated by the idea of it. So like I didn't have any urge to go and like educate myself on it. So I kind of just ended up dismissing it. Um, mm-hmm. But like it doesn't come from like a educated, well knowledgeable place. It was just I heard people said it sucked and I was like, all right, cool. I'm not going to watch it. Well, and the thing about it is like you read that. When you read that he sparkles in the book, I think because it's your own imagination, you can kind of make it not so fucking weird. But then seeing Mm -hmm. it in a movie, you're like, damn, that's kind of goofy, huh? (laughs) (laughs) He kind of silly, isn't he? Like, it's it looks ridiculous. But when you read it in the book, you can almost kind of be like, oh, no, it just he kind of like illuminates in the sun. But then, yeah, but then it looks like he's like wearing a rhinestone suit in the movie version but yeah so i love i i kind of i feel like as i've gotten older i don't watch as many vampire movies anymore and maybe it's just because Mm -hmm. i've seen i almost get into this mode where i'm like "Ah, i've seen it all (laughs) Uh, like what new things can happen Um, it's hard to it's hard to kind of i think vampire is a tough one to um think outside the box with because like it has such specific things attached to vampires that you usually have to follow like biting of the neck and like the sun's the, like unless you're actively going against these things like there's kind of like a checklist for vampires that usually you have to hit and mm-hmm. i think movies can fall into a trend of kind of just doing the same thing on repeat mm-hmm. and like i i do want to also you know give credit to the oldies like nosferatu and like dracula and oh, like of course. And blackula of course um, like that, even though saying like newer movies for like vampires, they've been around for a long time. This isn't like a brand. This isn't something new. Like the vampire idea has been rehashed, remade for many a decade at this point. So it's like mm-hmm. at this point, it's really kind of hard to do something that somebody hasn't already done with vampires. Yeah, no, I agree. So I will say that this movie. Oh, also. From Dusk Till Dawn is probably just yep. one vamp- vampire movie that I can watch like and not get tired of. I forgot. Definitely I, an honorable mention. That, yeah, I forgot to mention one. what my my uh, fave was. But yeah, I can watch that movie <laughs> all the time and not get tired of it. It's a good mix of like ridiculous and serious. So I mm-hmm. like that movie. Um, but yeah, so I do appreciate this movie for some of the lore and some of the things we get with vampires in it because it is a little bit different than what i've seen um but yeah should we should we get into the plot so we can yeah sure. so we can bite into this movie <laughs> well said yes wow. let's listen that's that that pretty good that's pretty good that's pretty Thank good you. it came to me in a dream <laughs> <laughs> all right homies we're talking about blood vessel 2019 film uh director is justin dix um also the writer with help from jordan prozer and this one's starring nathan phillips Alyssa sutherland robert taylor christopher kirby alex cook mark diaco and john lloyd fillingham along with a bunch of notable others <laughs> In 1945, a ragtag group of survivors who look like they lost an important game of battleship float aimlessly in a life raft somewhere in the North Atlantic. 
As all looks lost, a German minesweeper guided by the power of plot floats into view. An Australian, a Russian, an Englishman, a cook, a black guy, and a nurse all walk onto a Nazi ship and realize it's abandoned. After finding a couple of bodies and a creepy little girl with the munchies, the group begin to question the safety of their newfound lifeboat. Fast forward through some people getting shot, Nazi shit, and a bunch of clearly demonic warning signs, and we find what's left of our group fighting to survive on a vampire family cruise ship. Some people die, Batman points at stuff, and our movie climaxes with a big explosion, and a touching callback to the 1997 classic Titanic. The movie leaves us with a very stern reminder that this was a bloody war. Roll credits. Yeah! Yeah. Um, that was a... <laughs> First of all, that was a very... Your narration voice for that was on point. I just wanted to give you your kudos for that. Thank you. I was very proud of this synopsis because I feel like I actually covered everything in this movie. You did. Within that. You did. <laughs> you did cover everything. And also... Which we'll talk about whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> right, right. Um, also, I want to... It's funny that you're like an Australian, a, a black guy. That's lit. I had to put those in brackets by all of their names to keep them in, in order, order. <laughs> yeah because i just have australian british russian black guy american <laughs> like that's what i put next to everybody because i was like this is the only way i'm gonna remember who anybody in this movie is mm-hmm. um and I had, all- a, I had a rough time on the first on the first watch of just like he like i had to go back a little bit just to be like okay who was who like which name matches what yeah, person yeah and in some ways like, and I mean, it, it definitely helped. And I had a feeling I was like, okay, these are going to be their most important attributes. So I should probably, besides, of course, the the lady, the nurse, who's the only woman in this crew. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so first of all, the name. I will give them points for blood vessels since you, it's like a double meaning because you have yeah. blood vessels in your body. And then also this Nazi ship is a vessel for vampires who drink blood. Like I thought that that was fairly clever um yeah well done well done justin well done (laughs) well done um but yeah let's get into some of our (laughs) let's get into some of our thoughts Mm -hmm. on this would you like to go first or would you like me to start i mean sure i'll I'll start us off so the first thing that i will say about this movie and it's piggybacking off what you said before Mm -hmm. is nazi vampires I don't know if I'd seen that yet. I'm like trying to think back and like I've seen a lot of Nazi shit and I do find it kind of hilarious now. <laughs> I feel like at this point in time, right? Like if you need to um give background to some evil thing that's happening and you don't know where to like source it from, you can just insert Nazis and then it just works like yeah. for anything bad. It's it explains like, everything. It's like the creation of vampires, Nazis. Nazis. The first, the first zombie, Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> like yeah. like any, anything bad. Like if you need the background synopsis for it and you just can't figure it out, just make them Nazis. Yeah. It's just it's someone, an easy fix. Someone ate the last of your pasta, Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I give them that. That like Nazi vampires is like okay, this is something new, and mm-hmm. I do think. Um, at least for the set, I like the setting of this movie, and I do think they did a decent job of like the the set dressing and like making 
this feel like an old school 1945 like vessel i don't really know the budget of this film per se but even if it's like like it's not like a super high budget film but for whatever budget it is i think it looks pretty it looks pretty nice and like i do you can tell that there was some there was some love behind the creation of this film um i think you can really tell that um justin dix likes vampires and i do think that he went out of his way to try and include as much vampire mythos as he could into this Mm -hmm. into this story like you can tell like he's not like surface level level vampire knowledge like he understands vampires he's seen he's probably seen a shit ton of vampire movies um this movie definitely feels like a bit of a love letter to that Mm subgenre and i will say that i do think the characters like the cast of characters was fun i'm choosing not to say good and i'm choosing to say fun because i think every character is a character for sure like they all stand out every time they speak like even if you don't know what the name of the character like you know who it is you know like they all have a certain life to them Mm -hmm. and so i give them that that like it's an interesting cast of characters there is just i i do have some issues with the film yeah but i will start with saying like i do think this film is fun um, I think it's a fun vampire movie. Uh, I've seen worse. I've definitely seen worse movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are a couple things that I could probably nitpick. But before I go into that, what, what were your initial thoughts? So I I liked the setup for this. I like how we mm-hmm. jump right in. They're on a lifeboat. And they're, some of them know each other. Some of them are strangers. So we already have this kind of weird, divisive, relationship between a lot of them but they also all kind of need each other i thought that was like a really interesting setup for it i also love that yeah it's like the wars world war ii is coming to an end and because they're all from different places there's also that kind of animosity because like i said some of them are british some of them are australian one of them is russian and who the who's top love he was probably my my favorite character but like Mm -hmm. i loved that whole setup of the characters and i liked the mystery of the boat like they when Mm -hmm. they first get on the boat and they're like what the fuck happened here like i loved unraveling all of that with them of course we know vampires but we don't know why we don't know how and i enjoyed watching the characters figure out what was going on mm-hmm. also did you get the feeling like the beginning of the movie when they're on the boat it felt very much like a play to me like the way the lines were written the way that we were receiving the information like it felt like a play i don't know why yeah. no i agree did you with get you. that and okay yeah and i think like for me part of that comes with the characters because like i feel like yeah even though so like even though i think certain characters had more to work with than other characters i felt like it was nice to see a bunch of different it was nice to see a variety of characters like each character had like a thing Mm -hmm. right each character had like a little gimmick or like a little nuance to them that was like okay that's this character this character which is very much like a play i feel like when you Mm -hmm. first see the characters in a play like most of the time each actor gets like a quick moment to like show you their entire character like within the first scene you know what i mean Where like yeah you start to understand this character's like 
motivations, their personality traits, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I, I thought that the way that they gave information about each of their characters because of the circumstances they were in felt very natural because mm -hmm. obviously they don't know each other well. This isn't a situation where you already know someone and you're like, hey, remember when like this shit happened? That was crazy. Like, no, mm -hmm. they, they don't know anything. A lot of them don't know anything about each other, but all they're connected by is the war. Yeah. So these characters are all on this life raft because they were all on a medic boat, I believe, or like a hospital ship that got mm -hmm. torpedoed. And so that's why we have this group of people that don't necessarily know each other. Um, so they also don't really have like allegiances or alliances towards each other. Like there's no like personal connection. Right, yeah, because you have three guys who were part of the crew, the and they're all American. So you have the captain and then these two guys who were cooks. And then you have the two British people who kind of stick together. And then you have the Australian and the Russian who are kind of like these lone dogs. Um, so yeah, that the <laughs> the characters at first, I was I was like all into. Mm -hmm. And then some of them started to piss me off, but we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. And then um, the last thing I wanted to say is, like I said earlier, the vampire lore and the way that the vampires operate in this movie, I thought was really interesting. I wish we got more of that. Mm -hmm. um, but for what we did get, I I enjoyed. I will when we first <laughs> see the vampires, I had a I had a little bit of a hard time taking them seriously only because there had been so much build up to it. Mm -hmm. And I they looked completely not like how I expected them to look. Yeah. Now they do look like what they're meant to be because in this one they're using like a more of a the Romanian mythology of the Strigoi. Mm -hmm. And when I looked that up afterwards, I was like, oh yeah, the, they look exactly like what those are illustrated to look like, which is basically having like a bat's head <laughs> on, yeah. a on a person's body and then like long claw, like, well, long fingers and then like really long fingernails. That's basically what they look like. So- Which is, it's very off-putting at first. Like a hundred percent. Like when I first saw it, I was like, "This is it. Like this is this is this yeah. is the vampire." But like once once you accept that and realize that it's actually coming from like uh, an educated place, the costume design is actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like once I once because the thing about it is you see the vampire first before they mention the Strigoi. So up until they mention it, I was like interesting interpretation i am unsure but then they mentioned it and i was like oh okay this is this is built in something Strigoi. what Strigoi. fairy tales something my grandfather used to tell us this isn't exactly a fairy tale alexander And I think another reason that it threw me so off was because for the beginning of the vampire stuff, 
we get the little girl, Maya, mm-hmm. and she looks like a human. And so I was expecting the vampires all to look like her. So when right. they didn't, I was like, no, nah, hold up. <laughs> what happened? I just, it like didn't click in my mind. But I, yeah. I think after reading up on it and like the lore behind that, I appreciate it more now than I did yeah. when I was watching the movie. And like, I think we, at this point in time, especially like in 2020, I think we're very accustomed now to the more humanized vampire like yeah. when I think of a vampire in my head, I think of somebody that looks like a normal person, but then they open their mouth and they have fangs. Like that—that that is just what I picture as vampires at this point, mm-hmm. and that is—that's a pro that I give both the director and this movie of like deciding to go against that new kind of norm for vampires and go back to a variant of vampires because there's several different variants of the vampires, and we've seen variants throughout the years. And so mm-hmm. I I do I think it's a cool choice to say that you want to go with a very specific style of vampire. I think that adds a lot to the kind of um kind of the lifeblood of this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I also like what the vampires are able to do in this movie. This is probably yep. my other big pro of it is that um you know, when they when they bite people if they don't like or yeah so when they bite people it kind of spreads through their body like an infection and Mm -hmm. once it completely like and you can kind of like you see their veins um and it their veins turn like a really dark reddish almost black color on their skin and once it completely overtakes them the vampires can control them but when I say control them, like they're almost like puppeteers, like the vampires yeah. can speak through them because the vampires can only speak Romanian. But when they speak through the people, they're speaking like English or whatever their native tongue it, is. Yeah, it seems like it translates through the person. Yeah, whatever they normally speak is how it translates. And then what like whatever movements they do, they can make the person do them. But it's interesting because if they choose like so say the person was still alive when the like when it overtook them if the vampire like lets go of that control they snap back into the person that they are and it's so it's very strange it's like it was it's like they're this puppet for a minute and then if the vampire is like okay i'm tired of doing this right now then they turn back into themselves but they're still dead so it's almost like a mix of being a zombie but being a vampire yeah and and that i wasn't i wasn't sure fully if they were like dead right because like when we get um we get the first like big usage of that with faraday's character and Mm -hmm. like i will i will start out with saying like i definitely thought the whole mind control thing was one of my favorite parts about the vampires in this one i thought it was super fucking cool because uh-huh. um, vampires have always had this ability, like, and we've seen it in different forms. A lot of times you'll see, like, vampires will do the thing where they look you in the eyes, and then while you're, like, making eye contact with them, they can, like, force you to do things. Like, I know one of the old adages of vampires, like, they have to be invited into a into a location. They can't just enter that location. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times you'll see vampires kind of mind control charm people to let them into a place and it was interesting to see this more kind of like 
infection style mind control where it's more just kind of like a symbiote that they kind of put into your bloodstream where they Mm -hmm. can just now kind of control your body like i thought that it was a cool take on an old idea which is like basically my pro that i'll slap on like most of this movie is like cool take on like an older idea that you had um but with the faraday scene it kind of seemed like he wasn't fully dead you know what i mean like when he was controlling him and like it, it leads me to believe that so faraday gets attacked and we don't get to see the attack right i wonder if what happens is just instead of like sucking them dry they just infect them instead so that they're usable so it's like they're still alive but now they're alive and also like a puppet in a way well so the way that i interpreted it um is that they're dead like they're just they're like the undead like i do think that it kills them because but i think that they could like they could they're a vampire now basically is what i got yeah but it doesn't but the 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 difference i'd say there is like it doesn't seem like they have vampire motives really like it seems like they just become like these lifeless bodies like it it doesn't look like they are now vampires going like seeking to like go suck blood all of a sudden minus you know one character later on but like i i think that's the thing is like it it kind of switches throughout the movie maybe that's where where some of the confusion is is because they i do think they kind of switch how it works several times throughout the movie to like kind of fit the storyline a little bit mm-hmm. well i and i thought that because you know there's a later part in the movie where they find that room that's locked yeah. and they open it and there's a bunch of them in there and they're vampires in my opinion or some version of that maybe they're not a vampire but they're almost like zombies and i think that that's what happens after time i just think that faraday was still fairly fresh Mm -hmm. and um like Toplov was he didn't want to become that and so you know that's part of the reason that he decides to sacrifice himself i think eventually you turn into what they are which is probably a mix between uh, like you're not as vampire like you're probably never going to be exactly what the vampires are but you're definitely dead like you're yeah like just like a brainless like kind of yeah pun pun aside like i feel like you definitely become like a vessel um but Mm -hmm. one of the things that i have i think i've seen this in vampire mythos too is that vampires can do like several things to you too where it's like becoming a vampire in some stories is more like a gift than it is just like a side effect of being bit where it's like if a vampire chooses to turn you into a vampire they do it for a reason right like otherwise you just end up being like their food or you end up just being like a disposable thing like the whole becoming a vampire is more like a perk that they give you kind of mm-hmm. um but i mean that being said we still have these characters that are clearly under the control of like the main vampire and clearly dangerous and the weird thing is like despite that 
one of my first and I think biggest cons of the movie is like I feel like I didn't care if that makes sense like mm. this movie this movie to me I think one of the biggest cons is like I think it lacks a lot of tension okay. because thing things keep happening for me but like I didn't really feel like I felt tense throughout a good chunk of the movie I don't know if you felt the same but it just kind of felt like things were happening and I was like watching things happening but I don't know I couldn't build like a full connection to like the urgency of the film yeah well and I think part of the thing too is it takes a really long time to get into the like real meat of this movie like Mm -hmm. We're almost 50, 55 minutes into an hour and a half movie before the vampires even make any kind of moves. And Mm -hmm. then I think it was hard, despite how much I just praised the idea of these vampires, it was kind of hard for me to be afraid of them because they're locked in a room for a long time. And they can't do anything besides control people that are outside of the room. But then even then, it's like they don't really do anything with that control. Like there's so Faraday is one of the first people that we see get bitten who is then like controlled. And there's a part where our three main protagonists all like run into him and the vampires are controlling him and instead of just like attacking right away or i don't know like maybe building up some kind of thing where he faraday is like stalking them instead of that it's like they just stumble upon him in the hallway and then he kind of says all this stuff to them he starts monologuing monologuing (laughs) to them and then finally like some action happens you know it just i was Mm -hmm. like these vampires don't have enough um there's not enough fear behind them or like they don't take enough initiative in my opinion for them to be really scary it's like anytime they kill somebody it's almost just happenstance like oh this person just ran into the vampire so now they're gonna kill them or if they or other times when they try to kill people they they do this thing where they talk a lot in this movie about these vampires being shapeshifters so they'll like transform into loved ones of our protagonist to confuse them but they do that i, for, I didn't buy, they didn't do buy that, that for, not once it's, it it's too much it's like they do that for so long like why why didn't you just kill you have the upper hand you're the strong vampire but you choose to shapeshift instead and have this whole conversation with them and then try and attack them. It's like you could have killed them a long time ago. Yeah. And I just always felt like the vampires were just kind of like chilling. I don't know. It just felt like they were hanging mm-hmm. out, having a good time instead of trying to kill these people, despite the fact that these people were actively trying to kill them. It didn't seem like they really cared. You know what? what's funny is like, so outside of the tension thing which i think some of that comes from characters because some of these characters come across a little one note Mm -hmm. and i don't think it's any fault of the actual actors that are playing them because i think each actor and and actress took their role and did the most that they could with what they were given the thing is like i just don't think every character was given an equal amount i felt like the australian 
um the russian and um and who was the other one and um the and the nurse mm-hmm. those three seemed like the most fleshed out characters that had like the most meat to work with while like the rest of them almost seemed like they got like a general synopsis of their character and then the director just kind of let the actor kind of run with whatever they wanted to do for that character mm-hmm. and i think it ends up showing in the movie because like we end up having like these like three three slash four characters that feel disposable while the main group is like the only group that really has anything to work off of mm-hmm. i think it screws with the pacing of the movie because the movie in like the first half the first half is slow i think most people would agree to that that like the first half of this movie before we get to the vampires is pretty slow and like throughout the course of this we have several characters die and one for me like none of the deaths really like hit i'm just gonna be honest like none of those deaths i was like oh man that that fuck is like the first death was like okay i was like all right i get it you're kind of like setting up the mood that like every character is kind of disposable mm-hmm. i'm like all right i buy that i'm knocking some points off because like no you didn't kill him first but you really did almost basically do the same old black guy motif of like he's just dead like in the first half for no like he did not need to die no, when he died it was like, such I, a cop out death too yeah i'm gonna put my foot down on that death or like you wasted that character by killing them off like that yeah you definitely could have used that character for more or like that, that, that was just a waste death. it the way that they shot it because so jackson is the the black guy <laughs> and he mm-hmm. he gets shot in the head kind of like accidentally and that's how he dies but the way that they shot it you almost don't even realize that he got shot until people are stepping over his dead body like you know what i mean it just happens so fast it's the it's inconsequential to the actual scene because he wasn't even meant to be shot it's an after effect yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. they just needed to get they were like okay it's been a while since somebody has died but we don't want to bring the vampires out yet uh what can we do i don't know there's a guy and he he scared he gets scared and he shoots jackson on accident like that's almost what it what it felt like um and the worst part is like christopher kirby was doing a great fucking job like i love yeah he was one of my favorite characters yeah like he was he was a dope character that was like he felt like he felt like a full character and the actor was given a fucking banging performance too so it was like it was so disappointing to see him just get offed in such a mundane way And honestly, kind of rounding that whole thought out is like by the time we got to the vampires, honestly, there were just so many people dead that it was like, you don't yeah. have any more people to kill off. It's That's like- true. Yeah. I wanted to see more people die from the vampires. The vampires only really kill two people um, out yeah. of the entire group of seven people. Um, so, yeah, it it's almost like they didn't need to be there everybody else was doing a fine job of finding ways to kill themselves on accident (laughs) so the vampires really didn't need to do anything they probably could have just been hanging out in that room and been fine but i need to talk about miss prescott miss prescott can choke i'm sick of her i was (laughs) sick of her every single time they brought her name up in the movie i was like fuck miss prescott because she (laughs) is the worst so miss prescott and it's frustrating because I 
enjoyed her character in the beginning and then they just did a complete 180 and i meant and i felt like they made her very dumb because yeah. in the beginning of the movie miss prescott is one of the she's british and she is a nurse and so her and mr faraday kind of like link up and hang out <laughs> um but she's also very nice to everybody like everybody likes her because she's friendly to everybody even the russian guy who at first everyone's kind of an asshole to him but she is mm -hmm. she's nice to him and then the australian guy mr sinclair him and her kind of have like a little bit of a connection it's interesting though because it's not romantic it's just they like get along very well so yeah there are there are leads yeah, yeah. There, 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 there are, are leads, leads and so like i understood why everybody cared about her so much because she was a very nice person but then she so they find this little girl on the boat and i did enjoy the way that they shot the the reveal of her they're like all in the kitchen Eat, like opening up cans because they're finally able to eat some food and one of the men drops a can and it rolls down and he like shines the flashlight down to grab the can and she's just like huddled up in the corner wearing a gas mm -hmm. mask yeah her, her reveal was that was, was fantastic. dope i was I like it. great scare but so they find this little girl miss prescott is like oh like we need to we need to help her she reaches out to the little girl and the little girl bites her on the hand and right away <laughs> as the viewer you're like bye miss prescott that's it for you because like yeah. obviously this child is a vampire <laughs> and so throughout the whole movie she's like slowly getting infected but this is that's not even my issue because like i get it they didn't realize what was going on at first so miss prescott can choke number one for me was when they when Maya first attacks them, she like attacks Miss Prescott first, and then she attacks the like the other guy, and then Maya, the Russian, the Russian guy, yeah, and then Maya runs off. And Miss Prescott, at first, it's like she almost refuses to believe that there's something wrong with this little girl. And I get it, like she had a daughter that died, but I'm like, ma'am, that girl just tried to take a chunk out of your neck. She also punched you halfway across the yeah, goddamn ship she, with superhuman strength. She like, threw you like you were nothing. Like you were a bag, like <laughs> a bag of feathers. She threw you across the hallway. And she's like, Maya? Like after everything happened, she's like, Maya, what? Huh? I'm like, first of all, I need you to be quick on your feet because you're really dragging right now. Everybody else is having to like mm -hmm. bring, has to take all over for you because you're you're struggling. So that was my first one. And then when they find Mr. Faraday and he's been bitten, she, he's like speaking. He's obviously possessed. <laughs> and, and she's like, Mr. Faraday, are you all right? Like asking him all these questions, getting up all close in his face. And then when he attacks them, she takes forever to stab him. And so the yeah. Australian guy almost and they, dies. They tried to play that. Yeah, they tried to play that off too because it's like, okay, she's never killed anybody, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, it seemed like an easy choice saying, <laughs> based on yeah. the movie standard. I, it's like, yeah. yeah, no, you stab real quick in this scenario. I, I think it would have played better if he wasn't choking 
Mr. Sinclair. Like, if he wasn't actively killing someone, then maybe I could understand why she would hesitate. You would hesitate. But it's like, okay, if I don't kill him, he's going to kill you, and then he's going to kill me. Like, make a move. Why are you you wasting time? Like, pick up the pace. Yeah, you could still have that moment afterwards with her actually acting like a smart part of this team. Yeah, and then... Like, right after that, she realizes that the bite on her hand is spreading. And she knows what's going to happen because Mr. Faraday tells her. He's like, girl, you already did. And you don't even know it. And she's like, huh? But then she makes the connection, chooses not to say anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. Then they decide to kill Maya, the little girl. So they, like, lock her in a room and they're going to set her on fire. This is when... I was tired of Mrs. Prescott's bullshit and I was ready for her to die because they lock Maya in the room and Maya shapeshifts into Mrs. Prescott's daughter. And it's so obviously, it's obviously a trick. Like everybody can see it's a trick. And she tries to open the door to let her out. She's like, my daughter. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, throw her in the fire. Bake her at 375 (laughs) and serve her for dinner because I'm sick of it. Sick of it. And that was when I was ready for her to die. And then she made like, and then she just continued to make dumb decisions for the entire rest of the movie. Everybody dies because of her. Everybody dies. Mm -hmm. And then she turns into a vampire at the very end and gets picked up by like a British boat. So now she's just going to go biting everybody. Which, fun fact, I'm pretty sure this is true, but like the little medic that talks to her at the end is actually the same person that plays the lead vampire. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. That's the same same dude just out out of the costume. Oh, that's kind of cool. But yeah, I, I agree. Like... First half of the movie, she's set up to be this badass final yeah. girl and then just makes the dumbest decisions ever. And it's so disappointing. The, even though, yeah, it really is. Even though I praised the mind control aspect of the of the vampires, I thought the shape-shifting was whack. I thought it was hella yeah. whack. Because not only was it like, it was partially in the way that they shot it that made it look like too nuanced and dreamy, but... <laughs> yeah. It also just made no fucking sense. Like, they didn't make smart shapeshifts. Like, the shapeshifts were clearly people that wouldn't be in that scenario mm-hmm. in the in the first place. Yes. Why didn't they shapeshift into each other and trick yeah. them into thinking, oh, it's me. Don't don't kill me. It's just me. Why, why would you be her dead daughter? Why would you be his wife who he knows? Why would she be on this Nazi ship? She... What? Yeah. <laughs> like... And, like, I think... You just go all the way there of just like if they can shape shift, let them fully fucking shape shift. Like don't because I feel like it almost slipped into this thing where like she's a girl, so she could only shape shift into little girls, or like the female vampire could only shape shift into women. Like no, let the girl shape shift into dudes. Let let the let the wife vampire turn into the Russian dude and then just off Mister Australia. Like it's. There are smarter things that you could have done to make these vampires more of a threat. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the biggest issue. Like, I feel like there's a lot of cool things that ended up being wasted um, because they just weren't, they didn't use them to their full effect. Yeah, because it's, it's like you set up these monsters that, are, that look so strong and they're so intimidating looking and then they don't do anything. And it's, 
it's almost too easy in my opinion to kill them the little girl Mm -hmm. i will say that's fine because like they burned her alive whatever she was what that that tracks for me but then when they killed the female vampire yeah, that was so easy. Really easy. It was so easy. They just like <laughs> chop her head off and then she's dead. Like it's done. It's a done deal. And they make a remark like, it's not so easy to kill Strigoi, is it? And I'm like, but is it that hard? Because that seemed quite simple. She really didn't give up a fight. And the only thing that she tried to do to protect herself was shapeshift again. And only because, mm-hmm. and like, okay bye i'm still gonna cut your head off even if you look like my dad like if even if you look like my wife i know you're a vampire now i'm not dumb i it was just like why didn't she fight back more i i understand that she was like a little bit wounded but it seemed like they got hurt very easily and yeah i didn't i didn't understand that i i think it should have been a lot harder to harm them because i'm like okay it was that easy to kill that vampire just go find there's there's two of you just go find the main vampire and shoot him with the flare gun again and then one of you slash his head off if that's all it takes like yo this movie was just so many cool elements just locked behind like random plot points like it felt like a it felt like a video game with a shit ton of dlc that you never bought (laughs) where it's just like like for instance even with the like them opening that room and having all those like zombie vessel vampire dudes whatever like why lock all of them in the room put them on the ship Mm -hmm. let them be roaming around the fucking ship let them have to deal with that why lock your main vampires in the room that early on let them free on the ship let that be a constant threat that we're dealing with i feel like the movie starts off saying like it's going to be a hard ass but then it gets really timid halfway through Mm -hmm. with like the choices that it's making it's like put these characters in some real danger here yeah yeah i mean i agree it's like just give them something more to do and explain to me and it also just seems kind of crazy to me that the little girl took out that entire crew but why didn't she attack them like she took out the entire nazi crew but then she didn't attack any of our main crew until you know until her dad until her dad woke up which i mean i guess okay yeah maybe she was maybe she was waiting but the way that they the way that they set it up i don't think that no it doesn't because the way they set up the story is they were always in the casket and the little girl was the only one that was free so she was the one who attacked all of the nazi crew so she didn't need her dad to be awake but then when our main characters get there she waits until her dad wakes up and then she decides to attack wish what yeah i don't i and that's that's what i'm talking about i was like i don't get why we're doing this like misdirect with the little girl of like just make her evil from the get like i don't think we needed all this all this like attempted bonding with (laughs) this character so that they can just stab us in the back is like all right they find her she runs off and then they can't find her anymore that's it like now we have this threat that's on the ship we don't know where this girl went 
but we know we have some weird girl in a gas mask running around the ship. Mm-hmm. We don't know what she's going to do, but we also know she's the only person alive with all these dead bodies. And then, like, now we're starting to build some tension here. Like, now we're starting to get some, like, we don't understand things and things are dangerous and they're they're moving together, yeah. like, in tandem. They're not, like, pushing against each yes. other. And, and also, they set up this idea that, like, there's inside of the room that the vampires are locked in there's a box that's supposed to be filled with all of the things that you can use to defeat the strigoi so it's like there's crosses there's holy water there's a bunch of stuff in this box they make this big deal about oh my god we got to get in there and get the box but that's not even they don't even use that to kill any they never of them. Use it. It's just a box. They never use that's that there. shit. And he opens the box and he's like, oh my God, thank goodness I found it. And then I think maybe he uses the holy water. They use the holy water to once. Sla- to, yeah, once. He throws the ho- holy water into the main vampire's face. And then he doesn't use anything in the box ever again. And then there's also a book that has like information about the Strugoi in it. And they open that book and look through it three times in the movie and then all of a sudden he goes and looks at the book again like he is he's like oh my god how am i gonna figure this out he just happens to pick up the book he opens it again and he happens to turn one page further than they had been turning and there's a giant cross inside of the book (laughs) i'm like you guys didn't know that that was in there there's only four actual pages with text on it. And then the rest of the book is hollowed <laughs> out with a cross inside of it. And you didn't know that that was in there until just now. It's like all of these weird little things that they throw in there to be interesting, but they never pay off or they don't quite make sense. Like, mm-hmm. and and then at the end, you know, the Russian guy, Toplov, he gets bitten and so he decides to sacrifice himself by blowing up the ship with all the vampires on it and he's able to like resist the vampire trying to control him and blows the ship up because he's the whole time this is he's had worse oh yeah yeah i've had worse (laughs) um the whole time that he's doing this mr sinclair is like leading mrs prescott through the ship and he's like we got to get off the ship and she's like no no i can't I can't do this. I can't go. I was like, stop speaking in riddles. Use your mouth and use your (laughs) words. Because all she says is, I can't. I can't. No, I can't. I'm like, just tell him you got bit. You you idiot. It was the ending left me so mad. And it's not even I hated I hated that so much. Yeah. I and it's not even the fact that she survived. I don't mind that. I get it. You know, it it's the better ending i think for her to survive and pass it on but i hated why couldn't she have still been under the mind control and you know and so then that's why she didn't say anything if she was just silent the entire way and she was still under the mind control and then when they until they jumped off the ship the boat explodes and then now she's like a full-on vampire i would have preferred that than to have her kind of half telling him why she can't jump off the boat because now she just looks really dumb and you know like why couldn't you speak the why couldn't why couldn't you just say the whole truth why are you just being like i can't go i can't no and then why did you suddenly get vampire urges as soon as you hit the water and stuff like that like 
there's so many things in that ending that just don't click or just don't mesh with what we've seen and it's just like i I think what's annoying about it is like I think they're very easy fixes yeah. that just like slight tweaking in the character's motivation could fix of like yeah have have her just be like on the hull of the ship like don't have him find her so quick mm-hmm. have him find her right before that shit's about to blow up and then fucking just make her bite him like yeah. she's a full on vampire at that point just bite him shit blows up and then they find her in the water why because she's a fucking vampire she can handle an explosion boom like you're good and we don't have this ditzy like i don't i don't want to leave but i I can't can't tell you why like yeah and it's like what and if she's gonna bite him i want to see her gnaw on him i want to see her clean the bone because the way that she bit him (laughs) was like it was like the smallest little bite people on the boat you know got bit like that and were fine but then he got bit and he died right away and she Mm -hmm. barely bit him and like i'm like okay if you're gonna kill our main character that we followed the entire way kill him like yeah destroy him why are you just (laughs) (laughs) massacre Massacre him please i'm begging you Yeah, I think one of the biggest things about this movie is it feels like it's holding itself back. Like, it feels like it's got the right elements. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't want to, like, fully jump into the pool. It's just putting its toes in of, like, and even because, like, you could have made this movie. I think this movie kind of goes in the in-between of comedic and um, trying to be serious. Mm -hmm. And I almost felt like because it tried to be comedic in so many points, the serious parts ended up falling off a little bit and like they needed to either go one way or the other, like either cut some of the comedy and put some real tension and fear into this movie or just lean into the idea that you're making a movie about Nazi vampires and just go all the way with the comedy. Like just take that ridiculous concept and then just fully live that out and have some fun with it. Like go full and glorious bastards on that shit. Just like it needed that i think that was my biggest thing it's like the movie just needed like somebody just push it just a little bit more it's like come on yeah do, do the thing it needed yeah like some something. tightening up of the script it, i think it needed a couple more cycles through that because yeah it's like they they really needed to hone into the ideas that they had i just think they had too many ideas and they tried to put a little bit of everything in, but they didn't commit to any of them. And because mm-hmm. there were so many ideas in there, it would be like they would just forget that they had done things. Um, and then all of a sudden that thing didn't matter anymore or all of a sudden it mattered too much. Like, like another moment that was kind of weird was when they first meet Maya and she's speaking Romanian to them. And... Mm-hmm. Toplov is the the Russian guy is the one that's like that's Romanian like what she's speaking is Romanian I recognize it but then later on when they find the other guy who is speaking what is he the guy that they find locked in the thing is he speaking Romanian or is he speaking German I thought I thought he's speaking I think he's speaking German because I think he's one of the Nazis yeah he's speaking German and like Sinclair can understand slightly like yeah he seems to be like the translator yeah I don't know but it's weird because he like the words that he 
was saying they almost seemed like they were romanian words i don't know i the whole thing mm -hmm. confused me that could just be not knowing german yeah. romanian yeah. though like that does make it hard when you don't understand the language because yeah. <laughs> i felt the same thing too all the languages sound the same to me but i was like waiting for them to point out a language and be like that's romanian and i was like all right bet like that's german cool cool yeah cool. i think i got confused because they kept saying familia and Familia. The guy, familia. And I, li I like how Bigelow was like, oh, familia. That means family. I was like, I was like, <laughs> okay, me when I watch Cake Boss and he says, me familia. And I'm like, dude, that's Italian for family. Lucezimala familia me. Family. What's that? Yeah, it sounds Italian. Something about family. Family is familiar. <laughs> this is the crew. Me a familia. <laughs> like cool and everyone's like what how do you know that i'm like it's familiar <laughs> but it's like yeah i got confused about who knew what language and sometimes mm -hmm. they would like be able to understand and then other times they wouldn't be able to understand and then it's like sometimes the russian guy knew like the lore but then sometimes he didn't and Sometimes Miss Prescott seemed like she knew what was happening to her. And then other times it seemed like she didn't know what was going to happen. You know, it was just like mm -hmm. all these little bits and pieces that if they had just tightened them up, yeah, would have been would have been OK or wouldn't have been such a big deal, I guess, to me, if they had just been tightened up like a skosh. You know what they needed is like back when we were in college, they needed to all sit into a room with their three-page backstories <laughs> yeah. and just <laughs> read out, be like, okay, I'm from here. I know this, this, and this. Because, like, yeah, there was there was just a lot going on at once, and I think it almost confused itself. Yeah, it, it did confuse itself because it, it's like a, it tried to tie it all together. Because even the thing with the boiler room, that seemed like such a big deal in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, my God, we got to turn this boiler off or it's going to blow up. And they tried to make it come back around at the end, but mm -hmm. it didn't really matter. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm glad, I'm glad we watched it for, it was nice to see vampires done in this way. Um, mm -hmm. But I just wish it was done better, that's <laughs> all. Yeah, that's yeah. fair, that's fair. I think that's, I think it's a fair assessment. Mm -hmm. Shall we rate it then? Yes. Um, shall we rate it? Oh, shall we rate it out of? Familiar. <laughs> they say it so much in it too. He's like familiar. And then the Maya's like familiar? Familiar. He's like familiar. 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 I'm like, okay, we get it. <laughs> you are family. You, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> I never wondered if you were. <laughs> um, yeah, do you, should we should we um, rate it out familias? Sure. <laughs> um, why not? What do you um, think? I I will give it. I'll give it a three familias. Okay. Out of five, might be generous, maybe. But all in all, like all my criticisms aside, I think it was a cool idea. I think it had some cool elements. I again really love the take on vampires and i'm glad they decided to i'm i'm glad justin and jordan decided to take their own route 
and their own interpretation of vampires. I do think that the creators are clearly fans of vampires and they were trying to do their own thing with mm-hmm. it. There's just, I think, a couple plot hiccups that end up kind of shooting this particular film in the foot um, and stop it from being something like truly amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I still think it's a solid movie. Like, I think it would make a great Friday night. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you want to watch something different. You could you could throw on Blood Vessel. Um, I'd probably watch this one with a friend. Like, I don't know if this is necessarily like a you'll just be enamored by this on your own. But pretty good could be better. Mm-hmm. So three familias. Okay. Yeah, I'll give this, I'll give it a, like a, a, a 2.8 familias. Okay. Um, because... I I don't know. I just felt I was left so unsatisfied at the end of it because Mm -hmm. it almost seemed like the vampires were not as important to the story as I was hoping that they would be. Um, And I wanted more of them. I wanted to see more of the characters fighting the vampires and trying to figure out ways to get off the boat or survive the night and it just seemed like by the time the vampires got in there everything just happened so fast after that that it it just didn't feel like it really meant anything um and also the characters by the end of it were not as interesting to me as they had been in the beginning and i know you said that you felt like the beginning was really slow like slower um, which I agree, the beginning is kind of slow, but I almost preferred the beginning and the buildup to it because then when we got the reveal of the vampires, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, they're just kind of there. And now we're just, you know, kind of dealing with that fact. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And I wasn't ever bored. I will say that. I I didn't have a moment. Like, there wasn't a point in this film where I was like, okay, how much longer is left in this movie? I'm ready for it to end. Uh, The only time... Yeah, it's still... Yeah, go ahead. It's still fun. It's still fun. It's still a fun movie. It's still a fun movie. And, you know, there's enough stuff in it to keep you interested. And I enjoyed... The, the the details that they did have, I did enjoy, even if they didn't always make a lot of sense. I thought they put a lot of effort into it, and I, you know, respect them for that. But yeah, 2.8 Familias is probably where I'm falling at the moment. I feel that. And like, man, I mean, there, there are so many little things I tweak. I would love to see this version of the movie if the whole scene with Jackson and them fighting that guy was just taken out like Mm -hmm. i would love to see where the plot would have gone if that moment never happened and then they just happened upon the vampires later on yeah yeah i agree i think that that would have have more people there to deal with the vampires and i also yeah i also would have loved to see a version of this movie where maya was more aggressive and it was her who got her family out and let them Mm -hmm. free instead of them kind of stumbling upon them if from the beginning maya was like 
just using them to figure out where her fam- where they were keeping her family and then once she figured it out mm-hmm. she just like went for it and she was more of an antagonist i think yeah. i would have i would have enjoyed that because then it would have really been like a battle rather than just like oh mm-hmm. shit there's vampires here oh no like that's almost what it was okay. <laughs> Or or honestly, or just fuck it, fuck the the grown up vampires. Just, have just make Maya the main fucking mm-hmm. threat the whole time. Yeah, like they they slowly over time figure out like okay, there's a lot of dead people on this ship, but she's the only one here. And yeah, she is. She killed the whole fucking ship, and now you guys are dealing with this tiny little demon vampire. Girl. <laughs> yeah, like I would have loved to see that movie. Yeah, that'd have been cool too. Something more, something more with Maya would have been nice so basically what i think the consensus is we just wanted more vampire always that's the biggest thing i think we just wanted a little bit more vampire in this nazi vampire flick i'm okay with there being little nazis because fuck nazis Mm -hmm. but i wanted more i wanted more vampire yeah less nazi more vampire (laughs) (laughs) all right well said thank you so much that's our review if you go look it up on rotten tomatoes <laughs> that's all we wrote <laughs> um but okay guys that that's gonna be it for our review on blood vessel today homies um like we said this one is on shutter so if you have shutter and you're interested in checking this one out or if you've checked this one out before please let us know what did you think of this telling of vampires did you like their characterization of it or do you prefer a different version of them and have you ever heard of this version of them or seen it because i don't think that i i like i i i feel like i've maybe seen variations of this version but i don't think i've ever seen one where it's like legitimately a bat head on somebody's body yeah, i feel like nosferatu is the closest yeah, thing but to even this he even these ones but look yeah, way he's, he's more not... like a bat than he does because mm-hmm. he's more he's more of like a mix of a human and a bat these ones are just straight up like cut a bat's head off bat people stick it on someone's body yeah <laughs> bat people um but yeah guys like we've been saying check out shutter if you haven't They've got some cool movies on there. This month, we focused mainly on Shudder um, features. But, of course, we're still going to be looking at movies that are on Shudder. So if you guys have any that you would like to recommend or request from us, we are always down for that. You can um, message us on our social medias. We are at Homies of Horror on all of those. Or you can send us an email if you have a little bit more to say or if you just want to discuss horror things in general. Um, Also, for business inquiries, go ahead and shoot them to our email if you'd like. Um, And our email is homiesofhorror at gmail.com. Please, guys, um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out very much with, like, the Apple algorithm it helps other people find us and helps us get recommended to other people who might be into this podcast and also we just want to hear like feedback always and we want to hear from our homies but yeah guys that's going to be it for us today we will be seeing you guys next monday and we hope that you have a great rest of your week catch you later homies bye